Hello there, this is Martijn van Hout, and I play Carthonassi in Unreal Cinema's Knights of the Old Republic adaptation, and you are listening to the Old Republic Podcast. Hello there, welcome to Inspired a Galaxy. In this segment of the ORP, we discuss the artists and stories that inspired us and hope that they inspire you. And now, we present the episode. All right, everyone, the secret is out. I am addicted to books and stories, and I hate starting podcast episodes, but Brian challenged me today to Mm -hmm. just dig deep down and start this one because I love stories and reading and books, so I'm going to work on starting the podcast episodes because... I don't know. I believe stories matter. Like, they're the number one thing I believe in. So mm-hmm. today's episode is actually entitled, Why Do Stories Matter? Uh, so how are you doing today, Brian? I am doing great. And yeah, stories definitely matter. Um, so when you brought up the idea of doing a podcast kind of talking about stories, and, you know, we've asked some of our friends and uh, former guests on the pod to, you know, tell us why they think you know, stories are important to them, why stories matter. Um, and I think, yeah, it's just, it's a really good topic of conversation and it's good to take a step back from, you know, kind of the stories that you like or the stories that you want to see and, you know, just think about them, you know, more on like a more philosophical level, like why are they important to you? And I think that that's, that's a cool topic. So I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. So looking back at our podcast, uh, which episodes do you think like cover storytelling in your perspective um i mean really i mean it's it's easy to say kind of any of them right i mean every time we sit down to uh record an episode you know at least part of that is us telling a story whether it be through a conversation that we're having about kotor whether it's um interviewing a guest whether it's going through you know kind of our uh our fictitious uh, film that's never going to happen that we had a good time. But yeah, I really think that, you know, kind of any time that we sit down to record a podcast is really a good illustration in telling stories. Um, you know, we have we have kind of, the you know, the more you know, standout ones in terms of being story driven. You know, we spoke with the Heroes Journal um, about the Heroes Journey. We talked to the Heroes Journey podcast, um, you know, stuff like that, uh, you know, that come to mind right away when I'm thinking of, you know, more along the lines of like story structure. Um, but yeah. really for me, some of the most, you know, fun and most storytelling parts I had were, you know, when we were going through our proposed KOTOR trilogy and we had guests on and we were just kind of, you know, hypothesizing what, you know, what those sections of the story meant to to me and to you and to our guest and what we'd like them to to look like and sound like and feel like. And, you know, it was kind of like we were creating a story within the story that we were telling. So, uh, you know, like I said, really, you, I kind of feel that way about all of them. But yeah, there's certainly some standouts in terms of just kind of a more structured story narrative. Yeah, for sure. I, looking back on the podcast, like, I think when I first started it off, like, I was trying to show off, like, trivia, like, what I know, you know, like, mm-hmm. sometimes looking back on episode 12, where we first talked about the hero's journey, I'm like, well, here's what I know. And I know it really well. But like, maybe, (laughs) maybe that's just me like cringing, because I'm I'm just kind of hearing little baby Cassia in episode 12. And, you know, we we have like 130 ish episodes out now. So like, 
Mm -hmm. And episode 15, my sound was not that good, but we kind of hit on some of the uh, Greco-Roman traditions kind of hit on with the Anakin Skywalker story that I found interesting. And I kind of think like uh, once uh, we started covering uh, the story of KOTOR in chronological order, how we would adapt it in episode 30, uh, I was kind of more learning, kind of honing, developing uh, my storytelling skills. Like, Coden worked on it, I worked on it, you worked on it, and kind of developed a rapport. Uh, and it was just fun to, like, kind of get all the different perspectives and, like, just kind of celebrate a story we loved, you know? Like, in episode 64, we we pitched the first film in our trilogy that never, you know, actually will happen or mm-hmm. ever happened. It's not happening, you know, but we had fun, dang it, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, and I think I think that's, you know, kind of one of the one of the things that you really take away when you're thinking about why our story is important. Um, you know, because we do this podcast, you know, largely uh based off of the Knights of the Old Republic game and uh kind of timeline in the Star Wars universe and we're able to, you know, keep, keep kind of dissecting and interpreting that story and you know, even little tweaks along the way kind of change the way that you look at the story and why it's important and I know um, you know, I joined the podcast back in episode 62. Um, yeah. So even in the in the time from from when I started through the time, you know, that we did our our kind of like our, our rap party episode, which was episode uh, number 11. Yeah, episode 111. I mean, I I think I don't I don't want to speak for you, but I think that both both of our kind of perspective on the KOTOR story, I mean, changed over the course of those, you know, 50 odd episodes. Um, and I think yeah. that that's really cool. And, you know, the stories, um, even stories that are told are always evolving as, you know, kind of your own life experiences change and uh, your upbringings are different and uh, kind of your worldviews are different. So you just see things differently. And that's why that's why stories are like a living, breathing thing that we've carried with us uh you know obviously the hero's journey uh did a good job of kind of breaking down the way that that was structured but you know stories have always been a a part of us as you know human beings and just the way that those continue to evolve with us i think is really fascinating and interesting yeah i mean i think that's why i love like films like alpha and cave of forgotten dreams which is you know like i think my favorite warner herzog documentary ever and if you're on Instagram, there is a really cool GIF. I hope it's still there. It's called Warner Herzog would probably approve of this situation. Um, mm. I hope it's still there. And it tells a story. That's why I'm bringing it up, you know. But no, just mm-hmm. kidding. I was just, I was just bringing it up because I was a fan of it. But yeah, and like, as you said, you joined kind of around the 60, 62 episode mark. And mm-hmm. we had a lot of great fans uh and guests on and kind of like we we really started to really kind of learn and explore this world of kotor in an interesting way that i don't really think has been done before and it really just increased my love of stories in general the story of kotor and characters in general so I don't know. I, I, I feel proud of, uh, I feel proud of the pod really. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously it's changed kind of the perspective on, 
you know, Knights of the Old Republic, the way that we look at that. But I think that that's carried over then to the way that, um, at least personally, the way I view other Star Wars stories and the way I kind of can identify with different story beats um, and things like that. So I think that it's it's just a good exercise, I think, to you know, look at things a little bit more analytically, you know, of course it's fun to go to a, go to a movie or, um, you know, sit down on the couch with some popcorn and watch something and, and be entertained. But when you're able to kind of pull back from it and, you know, really think about, you know, what those stories mean to you, I think is, is a pretty fun exercise. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, uh, do I, do I love Star Wars too much? You know? And it's like, you know what? I, I have a podcast with my friend uh, all about uh, Star Wars, and I feel like we, we cover other things, you know, other topics. We talked about Waterman, we talked a lot about Dune, Batman, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we try to talk on real issues too, like who knows like how, how well we may talk about it, but uh, we, we try to like uh, be well well-rounded like I try to watch a lot of films I try to read a wide variety I probably get too many books that's what I kind of love about stories is because when you can read one story it's like you're sharing something with a lot of other things but there is a good C.S. Lewis quote on fairy tales because like to me like Star Wars is a bit of a of a fairy tale and Growing up, I was super into mythology, folk tales, fairy tales, uh, stories from all over the world. It was cool to, like, read books on, like, how every country may see Santa Claus or, like, these uh, countries, like, don't celebrate Christmas. So instead of Santa Claus, they uh, have this, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I I was always very interested in in like traditional kind of stories from all over the world. And I think like star Wars is like the water that is offered. That is most kind of like the, I guess like metaphorical pH scale of stories, like the most it taps into uh, mythology, it taps into archetypes, and it taps into that well the most out of any property out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why I'm drawn to Star Wars. It's not that I just love Star Wars. I think it's just that I've always loved these types of stories, and it kind of reminds me of uh, this quote about fairy tales by C.S. Lewis when he says, when I was 10, I read fairy tales in secret and would have been ashamed if I had been found doing so. Now that I am 50, I read them openly. When I became a man, I put away childish things, including the fear of childishness and the desire to be very grown up. Someday you'll be old enough to start reading fairy tales again. And to me, Star Wars is a fairy tale and they have their times and places, but that's that's why I personally love Star Wars and I love stories. What about you? Why do you, why do you love Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars to me, I mean, it, it was something that I I grew up with, and the story just it seemed to resonate with me. And I think that partially that's because it was you know aimed at children, but it had this very kind of you know kind of simple core. 
uh, hero's journey. So you were able to kind of kind of follow along with it, um, and you know, kind of kind of live within it within yourself. You could see yourself um, and these characters going on this adventure because it was, like I said, it was it was you know geared to children. So you were able to able to kind of see that it wasn't as you know convoluted or as you know kind of kind of cloudy as as some other stories. So I think that from from just like a like an ease of of being able to identify yourself in it, I think that you know that's really something that appealed to uh, not only to me but obviously to a lot of people because you know it's it's still here and it's you know uh, bigger than it's ever been. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was just it's just a a matter of you you kind of fall into a story that you that you love. You're able to identify with it, and it just it resonates somewhere like inside of you, like you. It, I don't know. It's it's hard to even because I don't think it's something that you necessarily can identify, but it's just something something about the story is just really alluring to you. It's it's kind of like a like this magnetism that it has. Um, and, and for me, that's what Star Wars was. And you know, it, people could you know a lot of different fandoms um, out there, and you know things that people people really like. But yeah, for me, it was it was Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, some people have Game of Thrones. Some people have. Lord of the Rings and I we're we are going to be covering them but for me like if someone were to ask me like what's my one story like I I think I love above all others like it'd be Star Wars like and growing up I I did love uh Harry Potter as well and uh you know Batman has always been an interesting character but for Mm -hmm. me it kind of is began and probably will end with star wars and i try not to be myopic about star wars but i love the type of story it is and it i just really love stories and and characters and if anything Mm -hmm. my love of star wars has kind of helped me expand like what i love like it introduces me to different flavors like western flavors or mythological like greco-roman uh flavors and all of that and stories nowadays are kind of like what i what i believe in like they they help me believe in humanity when there's a lot of things going on that are tumultuous and uh i don't agree with it it reminds me that uh back in the day uh People were in caves and uh, would crawl through dark, scary crevasses, you know, and like paint mm-hmm. on walls and uh, be together communally and uh, enact rituals and like to be able to recreate a, a massive uh, animal in paint on a cave wall uh, without like computers or a calculator and that's amazing you know people are capable of so much and that's what people were doing thousands of years ago and Mm -hmm. that would have been very hard but like it just reminds me that this mattered to people and we're still we're still telling stories so it has to matter just as much you know because we're still doing it you know exactly yeah there's there's a big communal aspect i think to storytelling you know, throughout the ages, like, uh, you, you know, you'd mentioned, you know, kind of these, these cave paintings, and they were doing it to, you know, communicate and to share their stories with with one another, um, you know, kind of even though it was dangerous, and, you know, sitting around fires and in villages and, and 
towns and that's how stories, you know, were passed down, you know, orally and uh, written uh, stories. And, you know, all the way up to today, you have something, you know, just a couple weeks ago, we had Star Wars Celebration where just, you know, thousands of people descend into a convention center because they're all sort of drawn and have this connection to the same story because, you know, it resonates with people and um, it helps you kind of identify a part of yourself that maybe, maybe you can't even explain very well because I'm definitely not explaining it very well, but, um, but it's, it's just, it's just something that you can kind of, kind of latch onto and it becomes almost, you know, a, a part of yourself, a part of your, your psyche and a, a part of kind of the persona you put out into the world, this, uh, this story that you love. Yeah. And nowadays, like, Stories are what I believe in. Like, they're not literal, but they're true, if that makes sense. And because mm -hmm. I, I grew up in a very literal kind of insular kind of orthodox uh, community. And nowadays, like, stories kind of like are what helped me develop more empathy, learn how to grow, learn how to be a good person and... Uh, kind of broke down like a lot of the barriers that I didn't know were there and stories teach me to be happy and to have hope and taught me to be empathetic and uh, you kind of mentioned community and that's why stories have been told like uh, the word story in history it's kind of like narrative you know it's like the events that uh, we tell like to learn so like stories we learn through narrative, you know? So I think that's really mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. And every, every time you, you tell a story, um, you know, it has some sort of objective, right. And sometimes it's, um, you know, it's to tell like a historical story. So, you know, it's to, to pass down information, but, you know, maybe the purpose is to, you know, to be humorous or to, you know, set along like some sort of life lesson or, uh, you know, something. So there, there's a purpose to telling the stories, um, and I, I just, yeah, I just think that it's, that it's really great to kind of be able to, uh, break them down kind of week in, week out. Did you have some quotes from some of our previous guests and, uh, patrons? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, we asked some of our previous guests, um, if they had kind of any input onto why stories or mythology mattered to them. And we kind of, kind of framed it, you know, if you wanted to keep it, you know, strictly about Star Wars or just stories in general, but it got a couple of uh, responses back. So we wanted to share those uh, with everyone here. So uh, Leva Swotor, who has been on the podcast twice, she was on episode uh, 93 and 124. Um, she is our resident Swotor fashion expert. Um, she says that I'd say the most important thing in these stories and mythology is a reminder of why goodness has triumphed in order for kindness and happiness to truly thrive for all people. Wow. And then Plo Cool, who's been on uh, multiple times, he was on episodes 98 and 101 to talk about Dune, uh, episode 116 to talk about to talk about uh, The Green Knight with you. He was on episode 56 back before uh, I joined in to uh, talk about more storytelling and then just recently to talk about uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh, 131 and 132. Uh, Plo Cool says, Stories, especially stories steeped in myth, illuminate. They reveal truths, truths about the world, about others, and about ourselves, whether it be the myths of the Greeks, Vikings, or Native Americans. We come back to these myths because we find meaning in them. 
We gravitate towards religions first and foremost because of the stories they tell us, whether you are a Christian, a Buddhist, or even a stout atheist. Myths contain truth for all. They are not merely a fiction. And that is why it is becoming increasingly important for more stories to retell myths of old. George Lucas saw the value of retelling the old myths for a new generation. So did the likes of Tolkien. People are yearning for meaning, which is why stories and myths can provide. Uh, yeah, so really well said. Um, you know, of mm -hmm. course, Plo Cool is our, our resident uh, uh, story uh, expert. So yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff there. Like you said, we kind of are gravitate towards these stories that we that we like and find appealing and can uh, take away. And and I think that you know he mentions there about George Lucas. I think that that's you know kind of hits the nail on the head so to speak he was able to draw kind of on all of these different um you know kind of cultural inspirations so you saw a lot of things and it inspired a lot of uh people to go out and do a lot of things so um i think that yeah. that's cool and then we have a response from uh travis the force time pod uh make sure you check out force time pod uh it's really great he was on episode 82 we talked about uh we did a fun kind of q a where we asked asked each other questions about The Last Jedi and uh, KOTOR. Uh, but he says, Stories and mythology are important to me because of the lessons they give that we can revisit over and over. Lessons that are timeless and can be passed down generations. One of my favorite lessons that I constantly go back to is Yoda in The Last Jedi teaching Luke the greatest teacher failure is. It's obviously hugely important to Luke's journey in The Last Jedi, but it's also something that we can remind ourselves each time we fail or come up short with something in real life. And yeah, that's a really good example of uh, a real life lesson that, you know, you could take away from Star Wars or, you know, kind of, you know, any media or story there, there are lessons that you can, that you can take, even though, you know, I mean, this is a, a fictional world of fictional characters, but that doesn't make that lesson any less true. Yeah. And that's a good point that failure is a great, uh, nutrient i think that we don't celebrate or respect enough you know uh in stories mm -hmm. like it's a lot of times the hero learns the most from failure and it's overcoming them through those lessons they learn uh that they are able to succeed it's not just endless success you know and so that's a really great point i'm glad that travis brought up yeah absolutely so uh thanks to uh, those that sent those in. And uh, Cassia, I think that you got a couple of responses as well. Yeah, Marius said that life imitates art just as art imitates life. In other words, we live in a society. And that's why uh, fiction matters to him and why made-up stories matter. And then we have uh, thought... Uh, from C.S. Lewis uh, from Christian Reflections and it says the very essence of our life as conscious beings all day and every day consists of something which cannot be communicated except by hints, similes, metaphors and the use of those emotions themselves not very important which are pointers to it uh, to me that's a, that's a deep uh, thought where like what I believe in most are stories and like there's so much mm. that is ineffable in life and like indescribable and it's a mystery but what we really get value from is trying in a way that we'll never really succeed is to pin down those mysteries you know and mm -hmm. kind of 
extrapolate meaning from that. And that's kind of an adventure and a challenge. Yeah, definitely. And then we had a thought from Jake McFit, who joined us to talk about the Revan novel in episode 134. And he said, stories represent entertaining escapism, as well as teach me things about the world to help better myself. Fiction can be just as enlightening as nonfiction. They're just different flavors. And that's true. Uh, nonfiction mm -hmm. is great, but uh, fiction teaches a lot of important lessons and empathy. You know, like, it, it's, it's necessary. Mm -hmm. Stories are analogies for life, teach lessons. They're interesting and fun, too. I can only speak for myself. I think it is the next step where science ends, our reality ends. Imagination is what propels us forward. As soon as that stops, hope is gone. Fiction and stories allow us to create more interesting and diverse realities. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that point about hope because yeah. sometimes it's really, 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 really hard to have hope, and yeah. sometimes we have to reach inside and create the hope uh, in the form of a story. But uh, stories are powerful, and they help us move forward. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, it, stories can be very healing um, in that sense, you know, whether it's, a, you know, a story, you know, that's you know, talking about, you know, someone who might be going through a similar issue to what you're going through or just give you a different perspective on the way to look at something. Um, yeah, I, stories can play a huge part in that, I think. That reminds me, it was uh, Franz Kafka's birthday the other day, and... There's this quote I love by him. He, of course, was the author of The Metamorphosis, which is probably a short story everyone has read in school at least once. Uh, but what he said is, a book must be the axe for the frozen sea within us. Like, I just get the metaphor of, like, a frozen heart and, like, just chipping away and, like, being able to, like, have it beat again, you know? Like, whether it's because of uh, depression, uh mental health trauma, uh, environmental or financial factors, or just like mm -hmm. limited worldviews, like stories help us uh, kind of like rip the exterior and find the, the true self inside. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's, that's a really good point because, yeah, I mean, without kind of, kind of these stories and these, these tales, um, you know, you're kind of left without anywhere to go to for, for inspiration. I mean, I know, um, like for myself, if I'm, if I'm trying to feel inspired, you know, there, there are different, you know, creative people and, uh, creative outlets and, uh, different forms of media that I'm, you know, kind of, you know, naturally drawn to, and that will, you know, kind of, you know, spark, spark something, you know, imaginative and, creative inside of me. And I think we all kind of have those places where we go to, whether it's, you know, whether it's, you know, a traditional story, like picking up a, a book, or if there's a band that you really like who kind of speak to you and, um, you know, that kind of sense and their storytelling. Uh, but it's just, it's just kind of a place that you can go to where you can, you can kind of get lost in it. And then you come out on the other side feeling, uh, well, hopefully you feel, you know, kind of refreshed and invigorated, but also, you know, more inspired and uh, more able to, 
you know, you almost get like this clarity uh, from it. And like I said, I, that could be, you know, that could be from reading, you know, reading Lord of the Rings, if that's your favorite book, you know, getting lost in that a couple of times a year or uh, listening to your uh, favorite band or, uh, you know, just, you know, throwing on, you know, this TV show that you've watched a thousand times. But when, you know, when you've kind of consumed that story, it's, you know, kind of reloaded uh, these things back into you. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, there was a review of the Lord of the Rings that uh, C.S. Lewis wrote and he said, a myth points for each reader to the realm he lives in most. It is a master key. Use it on what door you like. And then he continues, the value of the myth is that it takes all the things we know and restores to them the rich significance which has been hidden by the veil of familiarity. The child enjoys his cold meat, otherwise dull to him by pretending it is buffalo, just killed with his own bow and arrow. And the child is wise. The real meat comes back to him, more savory for having been dipped in a story. You might say that only then it is the real meat. If you are tired of the real landscape, look at it in a mirror. By putting bread, gold, horse, apple, or the very roads into a myth, we do not retreat from reality, we rediscover it. Because sometimes I think uh, people are accused of, uh, if they enjoy stories, it's like they're escaping reality. But in my mm -hmm. in my view, I've learned more about reality, I think, through the lens of story. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I think that, I think that there is, you know, part of, part of that is true, right? There's some, some truth to that. There is some escapist parts of that. But I, I would kind of argue that sometimes that's important and it's important for yourself to, to be able to do that. Uh, the trick is to, you know, to not just limit yourself to, to doing that, to, you know, kind of indulge in things that, that challenge you and will make you, you know, kind of change your paradigm a little bit and, you know, to, to make you think on a more uh, philosophical level. And I'm, and I'm not saying that, you know, if you only, you, you know, you have to watch, you know, these, uh, you know, esoteric uh, films to, to be that. That's not that's not what I'm saying. But I think that, um, you know, you just I think that it's important to look at stories, you know, beyond just kind of the kind of the surface level. And, you know, yeah. what were you know, what was what was the director? What were the writers? What was the videographers trying to say and telling this story? You know, maybe just, you know, just look below the surface a little bit and try to see, you know, if there are some things you could uh, gleam away from from these stories other than. You know, yeah. uh, I was entertained. And there's, like I said, there's not anything, anything wrong with doing that with, you know, switching the brain off from time to time, you know, we all need to do it, we need to, you know, yeah. recharge the batteries and just kind of kind of tune out a little bit. But yeah, I think I think that it, it's important to kind of to kind of do both and, and balance, you know, kind of like everything in life, you want to, you know, kind of, <laughs> kind of pick from both sides from time to time. Yeah, we need perspective, you know, um, sometimes like escapism helps us see the picture clearer and and bigger in, mm -hmm. in hd if you will you know and yep it, it's a it's a line and everyone uh has their own line and we can't just merely be entertained all the time sometimes we have to be challenged we can't merely consume all the time sometimes we have to create or uh kind of reflect you know and a balance is good, you know. Uh, everyone kind of knows what kind of balance they need. Lord, yeah. who is a patron, 
said, I think one of the many reasons fiction matters is it lets us explore ideas and perspectives that otherwise not we wouldn't be able to explore in our everyday life. And that kind of goes back to perspective, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Coden said, I also think it allows a more complete perspective as stories based on events can be riddled with all sorts of... Uh, different interpretations you know so mm -hmm. getting enlarging our own perspectives and uh partaking of the perspectives of the of other people like getting their view on things can uh just make us more well-rounded and more and more empathetic i think they are a way to communicate a deeper and different meaning of life in addition to providing therapy and joy and for me, I have definitely needed joy and therapy the last few years, and stories have been there to provide some of the deepest lessons I, I really needed these last few years. Uh, mm. I don't know about you, but I definitely need additional modicums and ways to obtain joy and therapy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was the thing. You know, two years ago, everyone kind of was... Uh was was shut in and, and we were all watching uh tiger king and making sourdough bread but yeah i mean you had to you had to kind of search out stories because you know <laughs> a it was a way to to help keep you sane a little bit but but b it's it it can it can provide a level of uh catharsis i think to to be able to experience you know kind of these emotions and and feelings in the way that stories are are being told so I, th I think that yeah definitely over the past couple of years stories have been you know as important as as they've ever been definitely yeah and a friend of mine said mm, good question i think it sometimes helps to escape out of the mind and fictions create great fantasy reality isn't always fun or stimulating yeah true fact mm -hmm. <laughs> And then one friend said, because humans are storytellers and it is basically our lifeblood to need it. And he asked me, like, how about you? And it's like, my answer is pretty much literally that. Uh, because if I can bring up cave paintings, I will. And I'm like, caves, <laughs> we've been doing this forever. If anything, we should bring back caves, not just man caves, but literal caves. And like, <laughs> yeah, I just love uh, the communal aspect of it because it's, it's to me, it's like celebrating like humanity and the connection that we have and the patterns of uh, birth, life, death, you know, and and mm -hmm. nature, uh, and I think it's beautiful. And if anything, just take him like if you need to watch Cave of Forgotten Dreams, I recommend it and I love it probably too much but yeah yeah definitely definitely uh cave paintings good way good way to go to tell your stories for sure yeah <laughs> we can we can bring that back i think yeah star wars needs more cave paintings so um and then when i asked my friend in your perspective why do you believe fiction and stories matter they said that's a great question I'd say there are two primary reasons. First, it enables us to imagine possibilities and outcomes in life that we would not otherwise experience. Second, 
maybe more importantly, we learn empathy from vicariously experiencing the life events and feelings of another. And to mm-hmm. me, that was like a mic drop through the heart. You know, what about you, Brian? Yeah, that's that's a that's a really good one. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I, you know, said a couple of times. I mean, it's it's a good way to, um, yeah, to be able to identify kind of feelings within yourself, but then also to be able to see um, the you know the feelings and the um, intentions of someone else. Um, that's that's something that you know I like to to talk about when you know watching a film or a movie and that's you know as does it really affect your your paradigm in the way that you see the world um at all um and you know not not everything will and not everything has to i don't think that you know that's that's necessarily a a key to it being a, a good story or not but i think that you know if if something is able to make you look at the world differently and hopefully more openly um i think that that's that's a good thing and you know obviously story storytelling has you know, had had that purpose, you know, since since the uh, the dawn of man, I guess. Yeah, because it gives us a chance to transport ourselves somewhere else, whether it's another period in time, romance, some sci-fi place, etc. There's a reason why readers are smarter people who don't vote Republican. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. Readers tend to be tend to be more smart smart that's true um and yeah i think that yeah it's good to uh be able to yeah get out of (laughs) get out of your head and into you know kind of a a different world i mean and you can definitely you can tell when that's happened when you're reading a book right you know and you have the term where you can't put it down because you just get so kind of swept up into into being in this other in this other time or this other place or uh with these with these other characters so yeah yeah well, I can only speak from why they matter to me. They allow me to step out of my own world to experience other viewpoints and reinforce the idea that anything is possible. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Then storytelling has always been a part of the world as a whole. It's a part of our language and has been passed down for generations. I also think imagination is very important to instill in young kids because that helps them grow and become creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm kind of, you know, getting into the creative mindset, I think, yeah, is a, a really important aspect of, of storytelling, um, to be able to, to inspire and be able to, to see yourselves in things. And that's, you know, we've spoken with it, you know, a couple of times with, um, our pal Hooney, um, as to why, you know, representation and inclusion are so important. And that right there is exactly why it is. I mean, if you want to inspire the next generation, they need to be able to see themselves in the stories. So. And the stories they tell. Yep. Yeah. And then another friend responded, hmm, that's a good question. I suppose that for me, it has to do with storytelling in general. It is a major characteristic that sets us apart from all other creatures. We want to record our history, share our personal narratives, make people laugh, and feel something more. We want others to learn from our mistakes, conquer follies of the past, and strengthen themselves for a brighter day. Parenting and raising children to welcome them into a world of joy almost requires these ideas. It can help them become as us or greater. And then my sister said, um, is this for like a work thing? (laughs) 
I think it's much more relatable than nonfiction. People can understand a new narrative or read a story from a new perspective. Simple but true. Yeah. Yeah, very true, very true. Briefly, they can help people heal, raise awareness, and pose important questions, build empathy, and reveal truths about human nature and our society, all of which is more needed than ever these days. And I asked a sick friend because they entertain me when I have COVID right now. Been watching a lot of movies. They preserve culture, they're good teaching devices, can teach lessons from history that need to be passed on, and can shape beliefs. And of course that can be shaped for positive or negative, but I think the mm -hmm. stories that stay with us, uh, stories evolve and they, they change themselves into what people need. Uh, they're timely and timeless, it's kind of like an ocean, you know, that stories reach... Uh, mm -hmm. they reach us through the tide of time and I think the positive stories are the ones that stay with us but there are people who can manipulate stories to uh, for evil you know but mm -hmm. I think yeah. the ones that are celebrated and stay with us are are the positive ones what do you think yeah no I would I would agree with that um now, certainly when you're talking about um, stories as a medium, I mean, you are you are meeting whoever is telling the story kind of part way because you're bringing in your own sort of um, worldviews and upbringing and things to them. But yeah, I think, you know, if you think back to, you know, the great stories, the ones that we that we celebrate and, you know, push forward, um, they tend to be stories that are uh, written about about hope and about um, persevering and, you know, about doing the right things. And I think that that speaks, you know, to us as, you know, a human civilization and that we, you know, we like, we like stories of, of hope and belonging and, you know, uh, you know, just making, making the world a, a better place, you know, defeating, defeating evil and, you know, coming together. Uh, those are, you know, those are the stories that we, that we keep telling and keep adapting and, uh, you know, keep, you know, tweaking to, to retell in different formats and things. So definitely. Yeah. I'll definitely have to pitch and we'll have to link why humans run the world by Yuval Noah Harari. If we pronounce that wrong, please let us know and we'll correct it. But it's a cool perspective on how humans operate and, it kind of helps us understand uh, our questions about fiction and storytelling. And maybe, like, not everyone believes that uh, every dual reality is made for the purpose of control, but it's an interesting uh, scientific perspective on why we do what we do. And I thought it was mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. And we also uh, talked with uh, Gabe uh, from... Our episodes on meditation and Buddhism and Batman, um, why he thinks fiction matters, and we'll also link uh, a YouTube clip, George Lucas on Star Wars being anti-authoritarian. That's him and James Cameron talking about uh, some of the themes mm. in Star Wars, and 
Gabe said, a quote I love to live by is that literature is not created in a vacuum. It is a response to the social conditions it's curated in. Fiction is an opportunity to discuss societal events and commentary through the lens of a made-up world, just like George used Star Wars to talk about anti-imperialism and fascism. And I realize I am a white woman, and uh, I am very privileged, but I've definitely... Uh, learned to have more empathy and I learned the importance of uh, more inclusion and like the importance of diverse stories being told by by the people who need to see themselves represented uh, that's important in mm -hmm. some stories uh, mythology uh, are sacred and uh, belong to the to the people that tell them and that's something I've learned. Um, but I guess what have what have you learned about uh, inclusion? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I like I mentioned, you know, good stories are, um, you know, hopefully on some level are going to you know kind of cha challenge your your paradigm, the way that you look at the world and the way that you view the world. And um, I think that you know, for a lot of people, you're not. Um, you, you know, maybe you're not seeing other civilizations or other people's stories um, unless you are, you know, you're doing that through a book or a movie or a, a TV show. So hopefully um, you're able to do that because, yeah, it's it's really important to not, you know, kind of isolate yourself and, and live in in a bubble. It's important to see, you know, what other you know, what other cultures, what other societies um, can offer, you know, to, to listen to their stories, to hear what they have to say. Um, I, you know, that's, that's ultimately very important as, you know, you try to, you know, find your, find your place in, in the world, you know, and we're, we're all different and we all come from, from different backgrounds, but, you know, just having a, you know, being, being empathetic and, and hearing those stories. And, you know, I, th I hope, hopefully it makes you a, a, a better rounded person. And, you know, ultimately that's able to happen, you know, through, through storytelling, you know, it's, it's not, you know, that's, that's really the only way that you're ever going to, you know, kind of get that glimpse into, you know, into other, other parts of the world, other uh, religions, other um, civilizations. So, yeah, yeah, I think that, you know, stories like that are, are ultra important. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we talk about Joseph Campbell or we talk about Chris Vogler or Maria Tatar and other, thinkers and authors, but today we, we kind of wanted to keep it a bit more real, be vulnerable, mm -hmm. you know, and talk about why stories matter to us, like using our words and your words, our listeners and contributors and, uh, and our patrons, you know, and mm -hmm. if you think there's something we missed, uh, totally got wrong, uh, please let us know and we can always, uh, discuss it and uh that's the that's the thing about stories and uh that's the thing about stories is that uh and mythology is that they're always evolving you know like no one ever has the final quote-unquote canon like they evolve and tell sometimes it feels like stories tell themselves like they're they're linked to the past uh through the timeless lens of things, but they're also timely. They're what we need right now. And mm -hmm. I, 
I guess I just wanted to bear my testimony on the power stories and that I I love them and I try to tell them, but I'm probably not as good as I want or hope to be, but I, I love stories and they've made me a better person and uh, I hope you guys uh, feel that love. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I uh, want to send a huge thank you to everyone who submitted a, um, you know, why they thought the stories uh, were important to them. Uh, we think that that's awesome. We got so many responses. So uh, thanks to everyone who pitched in to help make this uh, episode happen. And uh, yeah, uh, Cassia just said it, you know, wanted to talk about the, some stories, what they meant to us and maybe, you know, hopefully touch on what they mean to the general world. But we are by no means experts. We are also just, you know, consumers of stories and we like to get together uh, to talk about them. So, uh, yeah, you know, keep keep uh, keep reading and ab absorbing stories, keep taking things away from them and, you know, keep keep talking about them, because I think that that that's important for for our our own kind of humanity uh, narrative, the human narrative, as you will. So, yeah, may the myth be with you. Inspired a Galaxy is an imprint of the ORP and can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, as well as everywhere else that Anchor Podcasts are distributed. And you can connect with the ORP on Twitter. It's at Old Republic Pod. And if you want to connect with me on Instagram, it's at Astro underscore Droid underscore. And the ORP and Inspired a Galaxy podcasts Patreon can be found under www.patreon.com forward slash Old Republic Podcast. The Inspired a Galaxy theme was composed by Alistair Shoreman. Alistair can be found at alistairsounds.wixsite.com forward slash Alistair Sounds. This episode of Inspired a Galaxy has been brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. May the force be with you.